What's up, folks? Welcome to another edition of Matt Sports House. I'm your host, Matthew Anderson, along uh, joined alongside my partner in crime, Thomas Hemingway, sports analyst. Thomas, what's going on with you? Not much, man. Chilling. Glad to be back on. Been a minute. Hey, we are glad to be back rolling. And y'all, I think I said Thomas Hemingway, sports and our analyst, Thomas, our sports <laughs> analyst, Thomas. <laughs> y'all, we got a lot to talk about. Um, Kind of to wrap up a lot of stuff. We've been gone a little while. Y'all finally back on the East Coast. So me and Thomas are finally back on the same uh, time zones, being Eastern Standard Time. It's good to be back. So and like this is a this is a disclaimer. And Joe Budden does it. Shout out Joe Budden. I enjoy his podcast. He gives a disclaimer. So y'all, we just gonna talk for a little while. So if you, <laughs> like I don't know what you're doing, but this might go for a little while. So if you if you like just want to be thoroughly entertained, just have your popcorn ready, or maybe pause it, go listen to your long car ride on. Maybe go and see your grandmother or something. This, this is gonna be the time we got a lot. I'm sure I have a lot of uh, things to say. I know Thomas does as well. We'll probably have several opinions that are the same, some several, several <laughs> kind of different. Just picture we're back at shout out Hunter back at Hunter's house about ten years ago, and we're just sitting in a room going. So that that's kind yeah, of yeah. the setting for this episode, if you will. But without further ado, welcome to my sports house. Open up the champagne pocket. It's my house. Come on, turn it up. Uh. Hear a knock on the door and the night begins. Cause we've done this before, so you come on in. Make yourself at my home, tell me where you've been. Pour yourself something cold, baby, cheers to this. Sometimes you gotta stay in. And you know where I live. Yeah, you know what we is. Sometimes you gotta stay in. Alright, Thomas. So let's let's get this going. I got the I got the notes. I got it all right here. I guess we're, we're y'all know usually we talk a lot about college football, but we're even gonna talk a little about the uh college football playoff because we haven't done an episode in a little while there. Um I guess we'll start off with the semifinal game. So Thomas, what was it? You got Michigan TCU. Did you I'm sure you watched that game? What were your thoughts on that? Oh yeah. Man, it was a good game. It was definitely, uh, I think the biggest surprise is how high scoring it was. I don't think anybody expected that, you know, with, with the kind of, uh, you know, football Michigan was been playing all year, that real physical style of play. But, yeah, man, it was a good game. Um, I was real shocked that, you know, TCU came out uh, playing the way, you know, they play. Um, my thing messed up, did it? Man, Rayshon called me in the middle of the show. But, yeah, yeah. So I was just surprised at how um, – TCU came out. Uh, I, I honestly thought Michigan was just gonna come out there and roll over them. Um, but for them to come out and play the way they did, I think I think they heard a lot of the talks, you know, leading up to the game. Um, you know what everybody's saying, like what I just said. You know, Michigan was just gonna come out there and stomp them. You know, they were too physical for them. So you couple all that in with them coming off that loss in the Big Twelve, you know, championship game to Kansas State. Um, it looks like if anything, more it, it just lit a fire under them more than you know them getting in their own head. And um doubt themselves. So yeah, man, that was that was definitely the I think that was a shot to everybody. Um TCU coming out and winning. I was a little worried at the end, you know, because Michigan definitely came out and put up a fight. Um, but it didn't see like just you know, with the little comment, the the I don't even know if you heard it during the broadcast, but when the commentators were like the the quarterback from Michigan was, you know, looking in the stands, telling his family, like, you know, we're gonna win this game. Oh, you know how the quarterbacks do trying to call yeah. a shot. But it just kind of seemed like 
Michigan wasn't really taking them serious until like that second half when it kind of got real and it's like, all right, this this is really about to be a ball game now. Um, and that's when, yeah, that's when you saw things kind of get turned up and it was just a lot of that back and forth. Um, I think, yeah, it was that third quarter where it was just, you know, all them score changes and, um, but yeah, man, that was, that was a great game. I think that was, that's definitely one of the better, uh, semifinal games that we've seen since, you know, the, the playoff has come about. Yeah. And it was great because it wasn't the tradition. If you're looking at this, obviously us being from the South, we love, you know, SEC football, but to see the big 12 and the big 10, in a uh, college football playoff format, it, it's great to see because it kind of brings the rest of the country in it. TCU is not a team that you normally would see in these games. And I will go on the record and say, I feel like a lot of people throughout the country didn't really know what TCU was about to this game. It was like, and at least I'm speaking for myself, a lot of people just kept expecting TCU to get knocked off at some point throughout the season because it was like, yeah. we hear TCU's undefeated, but, like, what's TCU doing at the top of college football? And they just yeah. kept going, kept going, kept going, end up in the playoff, winning, and only get lost of the year at this point was in the Big 12 championship game, so undefeated regular season. Then they go play Michigan. And, okay, I think a lot of people are thinking, okay, we might have a, either Georgia-Michigan national championship or uh, Ohio State-Michigan, like maybe like a, a back to yeah. Back, but like a redo of the, the of the game naturally. But hey, TCU found a way to pull it off, fifty one forty five. And I think, like I said, just really woke some people up throughout the country. Like, oh, these guys are contenders. Now, I don't know about you going to the national championship game. Did you expect Georgia to do what they did to TCU, or were you expecting TCU to put up a better fight? Yeah, uh, I want to say yeah and no. Yeah, I expected Georgia to come out and, and handle them, but not to, to that extent. Like, I didn't think Georgia was going to come out there and, and they're going to put up 70 on them. Um, and TCU barely, you know, get a, get a touchdown on the board. I wasn't expecting that at all. Um, I just thought, uh, you know, especially just, just seeing – really it was just seeing how TCU played, um, you know, Michigan. And I'm like, you know, Georgia and Michigan kind of play the same style of ball. Um, so, you know, I, I just kind of thought that win against Michigan was going to give them, you know, a lot, even more confidence than they already had going into a game like Georgia. And, you know, you mix that into his, you know, national championship, you playing for all the marbles. I definitely thought it'd be a more competitive game than that. Um, I had Georgia pulling it out, you know, in the end from the jump. But like I said, I didn't expect Georgia to be that, that dominant, just, you know, just from the start immediately. I mean, I think, I think TCU tied it up after their second drive, but I mean after that it, it was all downhill from there. Um, so yeah, like I said, it's kind of yes and no answer. Yeah, I expected Georgia to come out and, and win pretty handily, but not not that handily. Let's put it in perspective. The score was sixty-five to seven. You would have thought yeah. Georgia, like you would have thought Georgia by how much they dominated this game. You would have thought Georgia was playing one of their FCS opponents at the beginning of the season in between the hedges, maybe like on Labor Day. Like that that yeah. is a crazy score. And it's like you look at that score. You think, well, no, TCU put up a better fight. And like you said, I think at the end of the first quarter, it was 17-7. So, you know, it was relatively close. But by the end of that second quarter, it was 38-7 and, you know, the rest history. Yeah. I was at the sports bar watching this game. By the time my wings came out, the game was over. <laughs> <laughs> I think that I was trying to figure out how I could summarize it as best as I could. By the yeah. time the wings came out, the game was over. Crazy to think all the Aaron Murrays that have come through that program – uh, all of the great quarterbacks have come through Georgia. Who would thought it'd be Stetson Bennett that wins two national championships? Yeah. You give him a statue? Oh, two. Man, they, didn't give, they didn't give out statues for less, man. 
Two think about that. Two national championships. Back to back at that. It wasn't like, you know, it was back to back and Heisman's Heisman uh front runner, you know. Like cause it's like you think Stetson's like Stetson we're giving Stetson Bennett. He walked on to this institution at first. But yeah. when you think about how and also how long has it been since Georgia won a national championship? Right. Yeah, right. Yeah, that yeah, that was kinda like the yeah, well, you know, at least I know the SEC fans, that was kinda like a running joke of like Georgia thinking they were this premier program, but it's like y'all ain't won a championship since, you know, like the 80s, 90s. But, yeah, I mean, I don't know. You know, that walk-on stuff always just adds to the to the story, kind of like how we saw with Baker and stuff. Um, and Baker got a statue, ain't he? He might. Let's check it out. Yeah, Baker ain't got no national championship, do he? So that's all I'm like, man, they done, gave, they done put statues up for less, man. So, I don't know. Like I said, I, I just think that that whole walk on stuff, you know, it just it's just better, you know, adds on to the legend as Stetson Bennett. Um, it don't help that he was twenty five though. That's that's like you know, you, you know how them jokes is going. It's really like a grown man out there playing against kids. Was he um, the same age as what they said? Was he older than Lamar Jackson or something like that? Or he? Yeah, he old. Yeah, he older than like. Yeah, I, I can't remember how many out of the thirty two starting quarterbacks. I think it was like ten or fifteen of them. He older than. Um, yeah, so he's definitely been a jet because if you think about all the time Georgia going to Juco coming back like that yeah. some time spent. and just to think remember when he first came to Georgia who was the starter quarterback that we all thought that was going to take the job and run with it Justin uh, Fields either him or Fromm probably ain't it no was it before the, then what's the other boy from West he was at West Virginia oh um, right. Eason ain't it no no no, 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 no. West Virginia QB to Rice. Y'all, like I said, this is a live episode. Y'all gonna hear the keys being tapped. JT Daniels. Oh, yeah. JT. Oh, yeah. Okay, okay. I'm, th- I'm thinking a little farther back. Yeah, JT Daniels. Yeah. And so he's in the game. And so you gotta love it. Yeah, he's hitting the Rice, I think, at this point. He's yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah. Virginia, Rice. Uh, so you gotta think about that. You gotta love the guys because, you know, a lot of times guys are transferring. You know, you got everybody to do his best for themselves. But the guys that say, mm, well, I know JT Daniels is there. And maybe Stetson didn't think he'd ever actually start. Maybe he just didn't want to go back and finish what he started. But he yeah. goes there and lines up against JT Daniels. JT Daniels has some injuries. Stetson keeps playing to win and keep winning two national championships. Shout out to um, Stetson. However, I must say, <laughs> that he was playing in that national championship hurt me to my core. Because my boy CJ Stroud, let's talk about it. Let's open it up. <laughs> CJ Stroud, we went to play <laughs> – in Athens, in the was that the Peach Bowl? Yeah, yeah. In the Peach Bowl, New Year's Eve night, I almost y'all. I was in the airport. I almost my flight and stuff almost getting not delayed, but the car shouldn't. I was having some problems, and I almost had to just bite the bullet and just maybe be flying on New Year's Eve night. And I said I will not do that because yeah. I because I, I knew what I was going to witness with CJ Stroud. CJ Stroud heard all the whispers. He doesn't run anymore. I don't know what's wrong <laughs> with him. He's not that quarterback. Now, granted, he came out and said this little list of stuff he had not done, and that did hurt me to my core. Did not beat Michigan. Did not win the Big Ten championship game. Like, it did hurt me to my core. And then, obviously, last season, he didn't take us to college football playoff because we wouldn't have played in the Rose Bowl. But, man, in that performance, (laughs) that performance against Georgia, oh, man. I was in a house full of, obviously, everybody was going. For the most part, everybody's going for Georgia in the South. But I had on my Buckeyes. Uh, my Buckeye apparel, and to see CJ do it, he put on a clinic, and Marvin Harrison Jr. showed up to play. We all knew that that was going to be the guy that they were going to be, that uh, CJ was going to be targeting, and he still was able to get it done. 
With and I, you know, we did lose the game, but you know, Case over went out, Travion Henderson gone. Um, never forgetting what's Jackson Spend the Jigbo, who was supposed to be one of the best country yeah. receivers in the country, who didn't play. We put up a great, great fight. Thought we had the game. It made me so mad that our kicker didn't even like it didn't even go right along. Man, that, sure. Oh my god. <laughs> like that is the worst. Y'all ain't about to get on this. <laughs> you know, it's, it's bad enough he missed it. I ain't about to go in. It's like he missed it. And you know, it's funny because they, they did a little take to him on the camera about uh like two minutes before the kick, not two minutes normal time, not football time, about like 20 seconds football time. And I was like, I saw him, I said, ah, that don't like the guys from go kicking him between. <laughs> it looked like he was ready to get it over with. It looked like he was just ready to get it over with. Ready to get it over with. That might be the title for the show. That's what I was thinking. I said, yep, yep, yep. I, I don't see this one. And then we ran the ball late in the game. I know y'all were taking out the memory lanes. This happened a little while ago. We ran the ball at middle at towards the end of the game. I'm like, yeah, why would we run? I think we like to get a little bit closer because it was a 50-yard yeah. hit. Yeah, it was a deep one. Yeah, it was a deep one. Yeah. But CJ, hey, look, CJ Stroud played a heck of a game. And the thing was, us Ohio State fans had saw that like his one of his first plays at Ohio State was like a 60-yard rushing touchdown. So we knew he could do it. Yep. Uh, get like you a uh, run the rush come at him. He gets out the uh, out the pocket, keeps his eyes downfield, making the passes. Marvin Harrison Jr. gets the concussion, which hurt us. Yeah, that's tough. Lost the game. I, I think that was a great game for his um NFL draft draft stock. I guess you could say you already knew it was gonna be pretty yep. high. But yeah. I think with him being prototypical size as compared to Bryce Young being a little bit smaller, there were some questions. Felt like he answered the questions. What were your thoughts? Oh, for sure. Nah, I definitely. I, I think you, uh, what you said right out the gate. Like, I, I feel like he kind of heard. Um, there ain't no kind. I mean, I think he said in the interview, like he hears all the you know talk from the fans and from the media and all that. Um, and I think, man, I think he just the the best way I can describe. It, I think he just understood the moment. Like, I think he just understood like this was it for him at Ohio State. Like, at the most is this game and the next game left for me. Um, I already got everybody down, you know, saying I, you know, can't run, um, you know, Bryce Young better than me. I had one at Ohio State, all this, all that. So I feel like that's like the, the you know, prime example, just leaving it all out there on the field. Like that was really like one of his, you know, better performances that we've seen from him at Ohio State. Like you said, given all the players he had injured before the game, losing your best receiver in the middle of the game um, and still, you know, having your team within, you know, uh, come within a field goal of being able to go to the national championship. Like you said, I feel like that was like the the icing on the cake for you know his uh you know that 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 draft stock coming up here um you know or for the draft that's about to be coming up here in a few months. I feel like that just really sealed the deal on his case for being you know either that that uh you know first or second quarterback being taken off the board. And this is why I will say recruiting. We all know recruiting is lifeblood of college football, but it matters, right? So Jackson Smith and Jigba, one of the top players coming out of the country in his class. Cool, he's out the game. Travion Henderson, one of the top running backs coming out, and I think set some records as a freshman at Ohio State. He can yeah. play, and uh, and obviously Case Over ended up going out. I think Case Over came from being a linebacker to tight end, but big player. But Ohio State with those guys being out, Julian Fleming on the top. I, I, we've been saying I've been drilling this in y'all head at this point. Y'all should have it. Julian Fleming, one of the top receivers coming out of his class, was still out there. Mecca Igbuga, one of the top receivers coming on his class, is still out there. Marvin Harrison Jr. is still out there. C.J. Stroud won the Elite 11. It's like, so even with all of those guys that were gone, you had all these guys that could still step in and play. Even yeah. our running back that played in that game behind Maya Williams, who is returning, by the way, but other running back, like a four-star running back coming out of 
Memphis, Tennessee, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. I think of the brother's name right now. But recruiting matters. So we lose the game. And it's so it's crazy too because after the national championship game, a lot of Ohio State fans are like, yep, the national championship was played in the, in the semifinals. Facts. Yeah, either way you slice it. I about to say either way you slice it. Yeah, either way you slice it. So tough loss for the Buckeyes next year. Okay, so CJ's gone. I don't know. Beforehand, I I knew it was that battle between the guy from Arizona. I can't think of his name right now. CJ Stroud. I told y'all it's going to be CJ Stroud. I was a hundred percent confident. Now we got Devin Brown and we got Kyle McCord, but who'll be battling out for that that quarterback job? We'll say one nugget to know: Kyle McCord was Marvin Harrison Jr.'s quarterback in high school so do keep that in mind that them two have some more chemistry they're gonna have great weapons regardless Trayvon Henderson returns uh I think Cade returns I'm not 100% sure about that but Maya Williams returning we're gonna have great receivers so whoever's yeah. gonna be that quarterback for that team um and let me mention this too there's a kid coming out of North Dakota he's a quarterback coming out of North Dakota this brother here is <laughs> let me pull up this little brother's name right quick Quarterback, North Dakota. He's committed to Ohio State. He was committed to another school, but then Ryan Day basically said, okay, y'all, let's real life go. Yeah, yeah. He's like, yeah, he's, he's coming. He's not going to that other school. And he went and the boy ends up committing. He's like an all-state basketball player, football player, and baseball player. Lincoln, Lincoln Kinholz, Kinholz or something like that. Yeah. I mispronounced the name too bad. Forgive me. But – he seems like a very competitive guy. He's a really good athlete. And he's mm-hmm. going to come in. I don't know. That's a very complex playbook to come and learn all, like, within, like, you look, know. Nah, look, not to cut you off, man, but I was about to say, you think, um, you know, the OC change? You know, I mean, I'm sure, obviously, we, like, it's going to have some sort of effect on it. But being at Hardline is the OC now. Because they moved him up, right, to the OC instead of the receivers coach. Yeah. So, so just- I mean, I'm pretty sure they're going to be keeping, like, the same – system and tag well, I don't know honestly I don't know like if if when he comes in he just implementing a whole new offense or what but yeah I think that he's gonna uh, I think he's gonna keep the same offense for the most part I just yeah, think yeah. that Ryan Day wants to be able to kind of put more control over and emphasis over the whole team yeah as long as Ryan Day was coaching and the last time we've seen a coach win a national championship that's also calling his own plays I want to say with Jimbo Fisher back in Florida State. Yeah, was, I don't think the same thing. Yeah. Oh, they beat Auburn that year. Yep. And yeah. I think I think Malzahn was calling plays for Auburn too. So I think either way, yeah, it would have been the coach calling their own plays. Dude, that was such a great game. That was that yeah. One. That was an awesome. Boy, I remember that man, man. I remember watching that game like it was yesterday, boy. I vividly remember that night. On Jameis Winston's birthday, what a crazy night. But yeah, so you're 100 right, Brian Hartline, who was originally the wide receivers coach, who we always talk about all the great receivers at Ohio State. Mm-hmm. Um, he's now promoting the offense coordinator. They also think they want him to be able to recruit the whole offense instead mm-hmm. of because you know, the offensive yeah. coordinator has a certain role in recruiting more than just yeah. a wide receivers coach. Yeah, but I think Ryan Day still going to like. Uh, I think the good word choice I heard Joel Klatt say is like kind of mentor him into because mm-hmm. he's used to I'm calling plays a little bit, but like yo, here's some of the nuggets that I do. Yeah, Ryan Hartline will uh, add his own like dimension to that, and I feel like there's also gonna be a major pay increase going from just being a position coach to a coordinator role. Right, right, yeah, yeah. So, so like I said, Lincoln Kinholz, Kinholz, coming out of South Dakota. Excuse me, South Dakota. Watch out for him. He's a four-star quarterback. He was committed to the University of Washington. He decommitted there, mm-hmm. came to Ohio State. Once we put, once we put the gas on him, so he's coming in. But like I said, even Justin Fields struggled a little bit. 
coming into the spring game when he arrived on campus, getting that whole playbook down and being ready to go come August. So there's a slim chance for him. I'm just more interested in it'll be Devin Brown, Kyle McCord. I haven't seen enough of them to really like get, like put money on one of them. But yeah. Instincts tell me it's probably going to be Kyle McCord. Yeah. Uh, instinct to Devin Brown is close. I saw him a little bit in high school. So, oh, almost forgot about that. Definitely something we're going to talk about. You know, <laughs> you know I was about to say, well, you know that we're going to get a little <laughs> bit of a, of a better looking um, come springtime. You know, once they get them spring games going, you get a little bit better preview. But yeah, so definitely something to look forward to. Y'all know I will be dialed in. We will be tuned in, uh, keeping y'all updated on Ohio State football like we always do. Go Buckeyes. I need to get a letter. I'm going to get one of them Letterman jackets. It's going to be hard. Yeah, Moving yeah. <laughs> Moving forward, got to talk about everybody's new favorite um, college team right now coming out of the West. Uh, well Off Media is their YouTube channel, in case y'all don't know. You need to follow. <laughs> got to talk about those Colorado Buffs. The Buffs or the Bluffs? Yeah, Buffalo. Yeah. yeah. Buffs, yeah. Buffalo. I don't know if they shorten it to Buffs or if it's just, yeah. Let me tell you something. I am such a fan of this program. I feel like I'm getting as the players are committing, I'm getting to know them. Oh, you're coming from Houston? Okay, you're a speaker. Yeah. I know who to watch. Thomas, this Colorado team. Deion aside, what do you saw the schedule yesterday? Uh, what do you think? What do you think about that schedule? Boy, Matt, when I did, I ain't never seen no schedule like like it ain't no. I'm well, I mean. Speaking simply of like, I'm, I'm looking at like non-conference fact of it because I mean, your conference schedule is what it is. Yeah. It is no pushover non-conference games on that schedule. It ain't no little <laughs> small level FCS. It ain't no school from the American Conference, Tom Bell, none of that. Like, the boys are not playing. And I and that's crazy because I don't know how that work because I know usually, like, I don't know that's just coincidental because I mean, I'm pretty, they make me schedule like, like years ahead. Yeah, correct. Um, so I guess it's just on some like coincidental stuff that Dion's first year he about to be facing this crazy of a schedule, but man, that is a tough schedule for your first year at you know at, at a power five school. You out the gate with the reigning runner up for the for the national championship from the previous year that at and I think it's at TCU boy that is a crazy way to start off your power five uh, career. And then I think the next week they play Nebraska at home. And yeah, man, it's it's it, it man, that's a crazy schedule. Like I said, I ain't never seen no, especially for a first year. Like I said, it's first year being in the Power Five. Usually, just uh, just a normal schedule. You kind of want to yeah, ease your way into conference plays. You you know, usually that first game for everybody is like a little all right. You know, let's just get our feedback wet. Because I mean, it, it's different going from that first game and games playing against another team when you've been just hitting each other since, you know, since uh, spring practice. And, you know, spring practice, summer workout, fall camp, that's a whole different intensity than, than your actual game. So usually just like that first game, you know, you're going to start us off with a little FCS school, small level D1 school. So, you know, by the time week two, week three rolls around, you know, we, we kind of in the form. But, boy, you coming out the gate with TCU at TCU, that like, yeah, I, I think he's just – but I mean, at the same time, I think he's kind of like that's that's a message to his players. Like we not wasting no time. Like we we try to get straight to it. Like y'all gonna have to be ready to play if you trying to come here to play. So I mean, yeah, it's it's like you said, man. I'm tuned in, man. I, I feel like you said it's like everybody at this point. We just following wherever Dr. Go. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's like we was at Jackson State, man. We was all Jackson State fans. All of a sudden, I'm seeing everybody with you know all these rappers and, and entertainers got on these Colorado hoodies. It's like, come on. Now. 
But yeah, man, I, I, I'm excited, man. That's that's I'm about I might be locked in on them boys more in South Carolina. Hey, when you talk about locked in, I won't miss a game. Let, I'm telling let, you. Let me, and let me walk the people through the schedule. And you brought up a couple points I wanted to hit on. Oh, like you like Thomas said, they opened up at TCU. Remember that Dion Sun and them played college ball, I mean high school ball in Texas and stuff. So yeah, yeah. Te- TCU, that's gonna be crazy. Nebraska, Colorado State, which isn't even just a whatever game because that's that's sport. a rivalry. That's yeah. a rivalry game, exactly. Then you go on the road to Oregon, who's been killed. Bo Nix returns. They got DJ Uyunglele's, uh younger brother, who I think plays defensive line there. They got the boy from South Carolina. Got birds, yeah. Yeah, that boy be yeah. killing it in that fourth. Oregon going to be all right. Then you got Southern Cal the next week. Boy, <laughs> hold on. They, they got Oregon and Southern Cal. Man. Then you Woo! go to Tempe, Arizona, Arizona State, Stanford, UCLA, Oregon State, Arizona, Washington State, Utah. Thomas, this is like when you're playing NCAA or for every franchise you're playing Madden and you want to change your schedule because it's a video game. Yeah. And you, you want to play the hardest teams. You don't yeah. have to do this. And I think this is exactly why you hear Dion stressing that message. We got to win now. Because it's like literally we don't have it. We don't have the time to sit there and be like, okay, well, we, we got this little school this week. No, 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 no. Right off the bat, we got to defend yeah. national teams. And those guys got blown out national TV, so they're going to be looking to make it. Yeah, they're going to be hot. They the la- they, yeah, they probably, they, you probably be the laughing stock of college football until this upcoming season. And then they're going to be, you know, the coaching saying, look at Dion, go out here, get these, all these players from all they think he's going to come in here dancing. And let me tell you something. Oh, man. Oh, that, yeah, that week one game is going to be something. Dude, this and 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 I think what's gonna be so dope too is gonna be able to see all of these players kind of get reintroduced to the college football world. Maybe they were big time high school players, went to college, mm-hmm. didn't the situation didn't work out for them for whatever reason. But now they see them in this Colorado gear. They're seeing the pictures are going crazy and like on Instagram and stuff. And we're watching every night. I check well off media because he dropped at least two posts. So yeah. we're really slowly but surely starting to watch. This Colorado team come together. I look forward to seeing like the strength and conditioning videos. Yeah. Hey, it's gonna be it's gonna be great. I'm definitely Thomas. You should join us. I'm going. I'm heading to, on what is this September 30th. We heading to Colorado. Man, you ain't gotta tell me twice. <laughs> you already know me. You gotta tell me twice. Because didn't get to see Caleb Williams and company, Southern Cal, Lincoln Riley, and USC social media. I've noticed they don't do too much. But because it's USC and they do a little bit, it's yeah. kind of hard. Yep. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, and so you're seeing them. He's saying, like, I hope y'all, like, last year was last year. Yo, we got we got a goal here. It'll be Caleb Williams last year to win that national title before he probably goes on and heads to the NFL. So USC's got a tour coming up this year. They're, they're, they're making the T-shirts already. Say, so join join the tour. <laughs> College football has never been back. Coming back, man. I'm going to see it coming back. We're turning that corner. Is an excellent time. So, guys, definitely looking forward to that. Also, did you end up watching this Amazon, uh, what's it called, Coach Dion or whatever, Coach Jackson? Whatever. I seen it yet. I've seen, you know, I've seen clips and stuff, but I, I ain't watched, like, a whole episode yet. Yeah, guys, make sure y'all go, Thomas is good. Make sure, I want to make sure I get the name of that show correct, Amazon, Dion Sanders. I think it's called Coach Prime, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Uh, Let's see, Amazon, Dion Sanders show. Let's see here. Amazon coach. I'm pretty sure that's the name of it. Y'all make sure y'all go check that out. It just showed you like a year. Uh, and it wasn't even a full year. Yeah, it's called Coach Prime. It wasn't even a full year, but 
of Deion Sanders at Jackson State kind of somewhat resembles last chance you a little bit where you kind of get to learn. Yeah. You go through. Where, where did it Where did it start at? Since you said not like a full year. It starts at the beginning of the season, but there's only like six. It's either four to six episodes. Yeah, four. Oh, six. so it doesn't even go all the way to like the celebration bowl and stuff. Okay. It, it does, but it groups some games together to the point where it's like it's not like eleven to twelve episodes, like a whole. Season. Oh, I see. Yeah, I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. And like last year, like it takes you through a different player's experience. You feel like you get to know the player a little bit. <laughs> Great thing, go watch it. Obviously, Amazon probably. I don't know if they gave that money to Dion or they gave it to. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's one of the problems Dion was talking about when it came to HBCU, man. I don't know where that money goes. And since we're talking about it, you see Ed Reed. Ed Reed said they didn't even clean out his office. Bro, it's snapping. He said he was snapping. You ain't was just seeing Ed Reed like that. Besides that Miami clip back in the day. Yeah. Like, you know, his coach, you know, we're not putting our all into this. Y'all go watch that clip on your own time. It's on YouTube. You literally type in, we're not giving our all. I'm sure it's going to Ed Reed. I think that was a national championship game back when he was a hurricane. But um, work harder, not smarter. I'm trying to get us out of here. Uh, <laughs> anyway, so every yeah, that was crazy to hear about. I don't want to speak too much negativity on that, but he's basically saying because I watched the live that he posted. He was saying like, "Look, um, Deion Sanders wasn't wrong, and we knew Deion wasn't lying about it." And also, but I just thought it was crazy to hear that he said they didn't even clean out his office that before he became the head coach. It's like you would think, okay, maybe we get another guy in here. We still should clean out the office. You clean out the office for anybody. Yeah, that's the common courtesy. Wait, you got Ed Reed coming in here? Yeah, man. To make change. To make change. That, that's, that's a different subject for another day. We're going to keep going <laughs> through here. I'm in Charlotte. Thomas in North Carolina currently. You've seen Carolina versus Carolina for the um, – going to open up a Bank of America Stadium, North Carolina, with that quarterback – what's his name, Drake May? Drake May, yeah. Oh, no, that's, yeah, no, that's going to be a matchup right there. A lot of people been talking about Drake May. You got South Carolina coming in with the hype. Lost a lot of players. Uh, Jordan Burge won't be there. Marshawn Lloyd is going to be one of the guys that will be joining the University of Southern Cal after leaving the University of South Carolina, which is kind Gene of Bell. in itself. Uh, yeah, what'd you say? Jaheim Bell transferred to the tight end, went to Florida State. And you saw the other tight end uh, went back to Oklahoma for South Carolina. Yeah, 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 I did see that. Which was very weird. Yeah, that was all right. Yeah, that was, that was a little all right. It's like, I'm going back home, brother. What? No, see, I, did, I was say Oklahoma just had a – I think them boys might have had a losing season if I if, if I said my memory served me right. So, yeah, yeah. that was a little all right. So, Brent Venables definitely – I guess he went and got his guy back. So, you got that going <laughs> on there. <laughs> we already talked about Burt, Stephen South. So, it's going to be some new face, but the South Carolina receiver three. What's the name, Thomas? Oh, uh, Juice Wells, Antoine Wells. Him and Spencer do return. So it should be a great game right here up in Charlotte. Seems like South Carolina is always playing in Charlotte. Man, I'm tired of it at this point, man. It was <laughs> it was cool back in the day. Like, like I remember I think it started with um I remember we played ECU in like 2011. Yeah. Back when we had Alshon, all them boys, you know, Connor Sauce, you know, the dream team. You know, they then was the days out there, the Carolina fans. Man, it seemed like about every year since 2011, we that's where we at for the season opening. And we done yeah. played North Carolina for the season opener about two, three times since then. So, yeah. At this point, man, I'm, I'm tired of being American Stadium. Like, we we need to go somewhere else with this. I remember Dion used to say he's tired of all these HBCU classics. We got the Carolina classic. That's Thank you. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm tired of it, man. I'm tired of it. I'm tired of it. Thomas ain't feeling like Dion. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, since we're talking about the South Carolinas, Clemson's, et cetera, et cetera, Clemson, I call it a home run hire. They got Lincoln Riley's younger brother, who was a TC offensive coordinator, 
if in case you weren't watching TC this past season, they were a very explosive team. Had a lot of plays of like I think like they they might have led the country in plays over like forty yards as far as like they're like twenty thirty like it was a lot of them. Yeah, and that guy decided to head over to Clemson. Last name Riley, first name. I think it's Garrett. Yeah, Garrett yeah, Riley. Garrett, yeah. Just won the best assistant coach in college football. Um, he just won that award this past season. A lot of TCU people were very upset because they were like out as quickly as that move got done. They felt like that deal was done in preparation for the national championship. Yeah. And a lot of TCU fans very upset about that due to their performance. They're like, oh, brother, we could have been more focused and maybe we, we would have put up a fight on national. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. My thoughts on this, obviously, great hire because Clemson has – the the days of the Deshaun Watsons, Trevor Lawrence's, Trevor Lawrence, even Taj Boyd, where it was just a lot of explosive plays. It seems like that day in Clemson is just like it's no longer anymore. Now it's handing the ball to Shipley. And it's like the yeah. fan base that was excited that is used to seeing a lot of deep balls, a lot of explosive offense, and that turned into championships. They yeah. weren't gonna be able to go back to it. So I thought that was a great hire by Dabo. Wanted to mention this, now I want to hear your thoughts on this, Thomas. It's crazy because I was thinking like why would he leave TCU and go to Clemson? Because one could say it's not a lateral hire because Clemson has a big brand, but it's an offensive coordinator role to an offensive coordinator role. But I thought yeah. about it. The last three Clemson offensive coordinators all went to become head coaches. From Chad Moore, yeah. Tony Elliott, Jeff Scott. So literally that was telling you, and at pretty decent programs, I mean, you can call SMU whatever, like SMU's a good program. Then he goes on to go to Arkansas being Chad yeah. Moore where he messed that on up. But it's like, so that was can kind of sell it like, all right, you can stay at TCU. You know, somebody's probably going to want you, you know, be head coach or whatever. Or you can come here kind of be groomed to be the best type of mm-hmm. potential head coach you could be before being one. And I have proved to tell you the last three guys, one, it happens one time, okay, whatever. The past three offensive coordinators we had, all in the yeah. this, this might be the place to come be groomed to be a head coach. So that was just my thoughts on I thought it was a home run hire by Dabo Sweeney. Uh, what are your thoughts about that? No, nah, for sure. I'm I'm with you. I thought the same thing. Um, I think it shows Dabo's sense of urgency when it comes to, you know, kind of being down and or it, you know, as from from the usual Clemson we've grown accustomed to these past couple of years, you can say it's down, you know, losing three, four games in a season. Um, and you know, Clemson's whole thing before that was kind of, you know, we're not hiring outside guys, we're just gonna promote through the program. And so I think these past two, three years, Dabo's kind of seeing a trend of like, okay, we keep hiring through the program, but this, you know, these wins keep going down. So let me, you know, let me switch it up a little bit. So that's the first thing that came to mind was like, Dabo ain't just going, you know, he, and he doesn't have too much pride. You know, he, he looked like he put his pride aside and it's like, all right, I'm just, you know, I'm gonna kind of get with the program, start looking at these, you know, top tier coaches, trying to get somebody in the building. Um, but yeah, and no, I agree with you, man. That's, that's a home run hire. Um, Cause I mean, I, I mean, I'll, I'll Honestly, man, our thoughts were like like right on point with each other. Cause I'm thinking the same thing. Like just the Clemson, you know, offense we've grown accustomed to with just being explosive. Um, like you said, throwing the ball down the field. Um, you know, having to having these top notch quarterbacks, and it, it just seemed like once Trevor left, it just kind of fizzled out. Like you know, we thought that's what we were getting into with the whole DJ situation, but um, you know, like I said, we we just kind of saw that fizzle out. Um, so yeah, I I definitely think um, uh, it's it's a good hire. Um, you know, coaching it, it, and all there is to it. You know, you gotta have the guys out there um to get the job done too. So uh, we'll have to see how like the recruiting aspect, all that goes, and and how he can sell um you know what what Clemson's got going on to these upcoming recruits. Um, 
Because, yeah, it, that, that recruiting scene is just, you know, come something, you know, totally different just with NIL and all this other stuff. So, um, yeah, man, it'll be interesting to see how it goes. Um, the good thing about it, I guess you could say, for Clemson is they kind of already got in mind who their guy's going to be with Clubnik. Um, I mean, unless they just get some kind of, you know, rock star, you know, quarterback out of this transfer report, I pretty much think we know he's going to be the guy. Um, so I'm sure that helps out. Um Garrett Riley too, to where he can just come in and you know work with him as much as he needs to um, when it comes to to you know learning his offense and stuff. So um, yeah, more than anything, I'll just I'll probably be looking to see how this recruiting and stuff goes. Because I mean, when it comes to coaching, you, you pretty much know what you're getting into with these guys and their schemes and stuff. Um, so yeah, I'll, I'll be interested to see how they how if they're able to start bringing in that top talent again. Um, and I mean. You know, and I will just be tuning in to see, you know, how how, how that offense does, um, you know, in that ACC, bringing that Big 12 offense over to the ACC. I'm excited to see how that goes. Yeah, and I'm thinking, too, like a team that's slowly but surely been creeping back up is FSU, right? So you got FSU who've been – I keep saying that there is a – it is a pipeline to leave the University of South Carolina, go there three years, strength condition, SEC, then you go to Florida State and you play that last maybe one or two years. That happened like three yeah. or four times with South Carolina defensive players. Now you even see Jaheim Bell did it. And so you just see Florida State starting to stack some talent. So, and with yeah. not being as explosive in years past, like look for Florida State to be that team that landed, maybe could give them a little push. Uh, we'll see what happens with that. Also, want to hit on this too, a couple more uh, topics. Did you saw that Georgia wide receiver? Yeah, A.D. Mitchell, yeah. Yeah, who's caught, like, seems to be a pretty, like, a very solid receiver for Georgia, had decided to enter the portal. Why do you think he enters the portal? At this point, man, I'm starting to think guys are on some, uh, well, at least in his situation. I ain't going to speak for everybody, but in his situation, it just kind of seemed like it was like, I mean, what else I got to do here? Yeah. Um, I mean, he got two back-to-back national championships. Um. So I feel like at, it gets to a point where guys are starting to look toward the next level and like, Larry, can I go to where I'm going to be, you know, that guy in the offense? I'm be getting the most targets, the most catches, um, an offense that'll, you know, maybe help develop my route tree, you know, get me ready for the next level. Um, not saying Georgia won't, but it's just like, I mean, it's just straight up when you're at Georgia, it's, it's you know, rare that you're just going to be like, like even they had George Pickens there, but it's like, I mean, you, you, I, I can't really like put in the words. It's like you never just gonna get that, that one on one attention, or you won't be getting fed the, you know, the ball as much out of Georgia as you would if, if you know, he goes to a, a school in another conference, an ACC school, or, um, you know, a, a school at an even lower level than that. Um, so <laughs> what? About to go out of here. Oh. Yes, and Thomas makes a very good point about that uh, George receiver. We kind of noticed it. It's kind of even Burton did it. We were all shocked to see it, but yeah. it's like Burton who ended up going to Alabama. He has a great couple of years at Georgia. He goes, really, but I actually kind of need to develop a little bit more to become like the best receiver possible. Right. George receiver, right. no slight to him, but it's just you don't see them as like Pickens is nice, but Pickens was injured for a large period of time too. So you do have to remember. But, but uh, yeah. But it's it's just like they go other places, like you said, and become feature receivers. So I'm hearing that Texas might go get them. They might get uh, what's our guy, uh, Starkeesian, Steve Starkeesian, because you know yeah. Steve Sarkeesian put some stuff up. So might head out there. That's what I've been hearing. We'll see what happens. Y'all, we gotta do some breaking news. We were just talking about Colorado, 
and it's crazy. There, what Thomas? Like, what was his like ranking? Do you do you have it in front of you? I just, I don't have it in front of me. I just from what I saw, he was the number one uh, ranked DB in the nation. I think his name is uh, Cormani Mc, uh, Um Give you a second. He was he was originally committed to Miami, so I'm yeah. assuming he's a he's you know went to school in Florida, went to high school in Florida. Yeah, he said he's from Lakeland, Florida. But yeah, he was originally committed to Miami. He committed him in October, and I guess you know once once that Dion news hit, is you know how that go. I'm opening my recruitment back up. So he yeah, was, he was supposed to sign on national signing day, but he's like, hold off. And everybody was thinking, uh oh, is Dion doing it? Yep. Because we really see my Buffalo, I mean, Colorado was the only other school on the table for it. And Dion, them guys did it. Excellent job. I did. Dion saying, I think they have the number one ranked like portal as far as like transfer team. Yeah. Now you're starting. You got this guy that's going to be insane because now we're assuming that he'll probably come in and play early. Uh, you know, one thing you do have to consider, although he's super talented, you do have other guys that have transferred from Colorado. Hey. Yeah, that were played. It's different match. I'm telling you, it's a different ball game, man. That even for the best of the best, it's an adjustment. I don't care who he is, it's an adjustment when you get to that next level. And a lot of times, you're having to learn on the fly too, right? Yeah. So like, like so, even this guy comes and starts right away. Like you have to expect a couple of mistakes. The only guy that you really saw coming, well, there's been a couple, but the most recent guy I could think of is that dog on Stingley. Yeah, that dog on Stingley came in and down, but even he had a couple. Rough year, and then even when he went against Devontae Smith, I was just about to say that that was kind of the bad part about it. Is see, that's sometimes the bad part about that hype, Matt. He had so much hype coming in as a freshman, and the fact that he lived up to it instantly his freshman year, and he had a hell of a freshman year, it's like it's hard to top that for another two years. So it was like, yeah, that that's kind of the negative side of that hype sometimes. But yeah, yeah, I think Sting was the last one as a true freshman coming in, just yeah, coming out really strapping like that. Yeah, so that is crazy. But y'all, so Deion Sanders has done it. So that guy's heading to Colorado. You got Florida boys going out there going to go play. Is that crazy, bro? So that's, dude, look, that's, I'm sure we're going to get a walk off media uh, or whatever, well off media, well well off forever, whatever it is on YouTube. I'm sure there's going to be a clip of them celebrating this one. That's a major get because right off the bat, we look at that and go, okay, so Colorado, who just last season won like barely any games, now you got Travis Henry on one side, corner. And then you have this guy on the other, highly committed, a uh, highly committed, uh, highly rated guy, excuse me. Great job by Dion and the staff. Hey, hey Colorado putting folks on notice. Man, I'm telling you, yeah, we, you know, we're going to have to see how it, that's crazy, man. Dion put a, it's really a target on Colorado back, and that boy they won Jack. It's just a target on the back because of the coach and, and who it looked, you know, because of everybody that's coming in. We don't even know if these boys are going to be for real or not, but. That's crazy to have a target on your back like that. You ain't even did nothing. It's like as soon as you do that, oh man, oh man, what? A, like I said, you get Florida guys out to Colorado, man. You yeah. and you know it's kind of funny because we, as we know, Colorado used to be a very like a dominant like program or whatnot. You know, history takes some time. The right hires, yeah. the right athletic director, but it looks like they're on the right way. But that's a tough schedule, regardless. I don't know who you got out of that. Hey, bro, schedule. I'm telling you, man. I'm telling you, that's why, boy. Yeah, we, you know, we always talk on here about how I wonder, you know, I wonder how this practice look. I wonder how that, man, that fall camp for Colorado is going to be something serious. Man, there ain't going to be no playing around, man. We getting ready for TCU here in a couple weeks, whatever. Yeah, it ain't, I, yeah, I don't want to be a part of that fall camp. And the thing is, too, you have to, like, think about it with, like, injuries and stuff. It's like, so they're going to round and pound them at the same time. You got to allow, because these brothers got to go whole year. 
This is no, this is no, just make it through week six and we'll be fine. Y'all got to go the whole year playing top competition. Like we just got the national championship. Yeah, so. that's why I, I think. Yeah, that's why I think this year Dion probably real keen on hitting that transfer portal, um, because you're getting guys that are more ready. Like he he was uh, talking about it in a in a um I don't know if the interview was recent, but I recently just saw the clip, and he was just saying like how the good thing is with these transfer portal guys is a lot of them only got a year or two left to spare, so it's like I ain't got time to to come Ooh. around here playing. He was like, I ain't got time for a young freshman out here messing up assignments and. And stuff like that. He like I I'm trying to get to the next level. I got a family to feed. So it's like, yeah, I, I don't think he's I don't think it's gonna be too much of a feeling out process for them for them freshmen and the new guys coming. It's like if, if you want to play, you have to put something out there for us and make you know like a name just ain't gonna get you on the field up there at Colorado. So man, nah, yeah, it's yeah, it's gonna be live over there. Yo, that's a great point. It's kind of like Joe Burrow said it. They're like, uh, so like, how much were you going out with stuff at LSU? It's like. Look, I had my going out days at Ohio State. When I came to LSU, it was the yeah, business. this national championship. Well, obviously, he was, at that point, he wasn't even talking about being the first pick in the draft, but perfecting his yeah. craft. But whereas you might have caught him at Ohio State, might have been a little more relaxed, Joe. Yeah. So something to consider, major get there. We're going to keep moving here. Thomas, we were talking about this. So me and Thomas were talking about this a little bit earlier. Got to talk about this Ole Miss situation, all right? Let's see here. Let me get this thing pulled up because Thomas sent me. So the quarterback at Ole Miss, was he the starter last year, Thomas? Yeah, Jackson Dart. Yeah, he started because, you know, he transferred in from selling cows. Yeah. So um, Jackson Dart was at Ole Miss last season. Yeah. Expected to be a starting quarterback this season, correct? Yeah. Yeah. Then Oklahoma State's quarterback, Spencer Sanders, was he the starter at Oklahoma State last year? Yeah, yeah, he was a starter, but but first it was LSU. So LSU had, I think, their backup last year to Jaden Daniels transferred to Ole Miss first, like a couple of days ago. And then today, I think, is when the, the Spencer Sanders news dropped. So it's what's not I think about it, that makes it even more crazier because it's like not only is you transferring there with their star quarterback from last year, but a guy from another school who's already transferred in who, you know, I guess Lane sold him a good dream. But yeah, that's yeah, that's that's just an odd situation. In this day in college football, this is crazy. Because so now, I, if I'm Jackson Dart, Jackson Dart might be confident, like, yo, I know this is my job, whatever. But Lane's telling these guys something to get yeah, them to old Miss. This guy specifically, I saw that Auburn wanted him, uh, Spencer Sanders, uh, Hugh Freeze, kind of start something there in Auburn, Alabama, big place yeah. for college football, as we know. So the fact that these three guys are all going to be at Ole Miss next season that is insane and so that's basically what three almost like three three starting quarterback calibers guys at one school Would i'll say, say i'll say two because like i said i think the boy from lsu was a backup even at lsu okay. behind jay daniels so i don't want to say i mean he was backup for a reason i want to say um okay. but so, I, I would just only reason i'll say two is just because like i said dart was starting at old miss sanders was starting at Oklahoma State, but I mean, Spencer Sanders was like he like a four year starter. What is what does Lane have cooking over there at Ole Miss? And the thing that I was gonna say is, in this day in college football, two of those, at least one of them, this guy from Oklahoma State could have went someplace else and been a starter. Easy. Easy. Before you go to the league, I don't know what's going on. What's your take? What, what do you think is going over there at Ole Miss? I'm like you right now, man. I I I don't know. I I can't even comprehend it because I mean that's something we like. 
I don't want to say it's rare because you we we see a lot of quarterback competitions, but I mean a lot of it results in once the competition is decided, that quarterback whoever lost is out of there. I ain't, I ain't about to be no backup here. I'm gonna just you know hit the portal, go to another school and start. So I I mean that's the only thing I can think of like. Spencer Sanders is trying to take that route of like, well, I'm gonna come into this, like maybe trying to make a statement, like I'm gonna come into this program where they already supposedly got their shit started. I'm gonna come in, take his job, you know, prove I'm, you know, I can compete, all that. Cause I mean, other than that, I don't get why you do that. Cause I mean, you like all the Rick, you coming and putting yourself at disadvantage, being that the starting quarterback from last year is coming back. I mean, it's not, I, it's not like they got a new. I mean, Lane calls the plays. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I don't think they got like a new play call, a new OC or anything. So, yeah, I'm, I, I yeah, I, as of right now, I'm just as confused as everybody else, man. I, I don't see the point in that. I, I feel like, yeah, you like a three, four year starter from Oklahoma State. I mean, at that point, it's like you said, Auburn, it's plenty of other schools you could have, even if you want to go compete, I'm pretty sure there's another school where you had a better, you know, shot of, you know, taking over that, that starting spot. So yeah, man, I'm I'm confused. I don't, I don't know what his thought process was with that. I mean, like you said, Lane, Lane got to be putting something good in his ear. Maybe he saw some film on Jackson Dart last year, and just like, man, I know I can come out there and do better than him. But other than that, man, I don't know. Yeah, Lane, Lane telling him something. This is a weird situation. We're gonna have to follow that one closely to figure out what happens out there in Heidi uh, Tidy. I think is what they call it. Gonna move forward, college football. Florida quarterback Jaden Rashada. Uh, yeah, Rashada. Apparently, he had a $13 million NIL deal that collapsed. Now he's asking to be, uh, he's asking to be released from his national letter of intent. These are NIL problems, folks. These are NIL problems. Out of Florida's paying a guy $13 million. They can't do it no more. He's already signed a dotted line, which can seem kind of sketchy. Now they're saying they can't do it. And he's saying, well, if this is business, then if you can't do your part of the deal, I can't do my part of the deal. Thomas, what are your thoughts when you heard about this one? Man, that's crazy, man. I didn't even think about it from that aspect until you put it just like that. Um, so, yeah, when you put it like that, I, I can't even be mad at him because, I mean, at that point, that's what it's turning into. Once you put once you put that money in, on the table, man, at that point, it's, it's a business move. Um, so, I mean, yeah, I, I can't be mad at him for that, especially that that large amount of money. I'm pretty, I mean, for anybody, I don't care who you is, that, that's life-changing money. Um, especially you just coming out of high school. So, I mean, to, to yeah, to – Throw somebody that big of a promise and then they sign saying I'm committed to you and you, you know, out of nowhere, yeah, we we can't do that for you no more. I can't be mad at them for leaving, but I don't know if anybody else gonna come with an offer that big. <laughs> so I mean, I don't know, man. But yeah, that's 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 the that's the college football world we living in now, man. It's crazy. Like I like I said, uh when we were talking before the show, like we really watching it turn into like free agency right before our eyes, but yeah, man, it's yeah, this is it's crazy. It's really we're really about to be talking about the NFL and college in the same light of you know how we say the NFL is a business. We about to be saying the same thing about college football here soon, man. Because you see coaches, coaches one and done, players one and done, or just you know going from you know one school to the next. So yeah, man. But I like I said, I can't be mad at them. Like you said, it's it's you know business is business at the end of the day. You know, y'all can't hold up. You know, your end of the deal, I can't hold up the end of mine. So hey, so get me out of that deal. It's yeah. crazy because now what you're, what you're kind of having happen here is you also, which just adds the dimension to college football now, you can go rebuild a team and make yourself a national can, national championship contender in one year. 
Facts, so yeah. The leverage of this situation has just changed so much. And I've even heard some people saying that they're going to have to get like general man. Obviously, like you just call it called general manager. I think Dion calls one of uh, he has a role at Colorado's called general manager, but like just guys that monitor the transfer portal. So as mm-hmm. the season is winding down, you're already having somebody who's looked okay, this guy might be coming. Okay, let's keep an eye on that portal who comes, who goes, who submits their, I guess, film. One thing I did want to mention one of the top quarterbacks coming out of. Texas, I think it's Willis, Texas. His name is DJ Lagway. Clemson was on him hard to, for that class of 2024. He is committed to Florida. I think he just really wants to be a Gators. So I don't, there's probably going to be some NIL deal involved there, but he's yeah. coming the next year. So while wow, this guy has, he clearly doesn't want to be at Florida anymore, they, they can just hold off one more year. They got their guy. I've been getting a lot of talks about Anthony Richardson, where he's going to go coming out of the University of Florida, quarterback there. Between him and Will Levis, the guy from Kentucky, both of those guys are gaming a lot of steam. They're hearing mm-hmm. him, Bryce Young, maybe to uh, Bryce Young, maybe to the Colts, uh, CJ, maybe to Houston. Where? Okay, let's do this. Where you see, and this is, this is real early. We'll have another episode later on, close to the draft. But where do you see Bryce going, maybe? Man, Bryce, Bryce need to go number one. This man, Matt, don't nothing hurt my nerves more come draft time than these these quarterback conversations. Cause we see it every year, and it's like people do just do not learn. We done went through three years straight of Bryce Young and CJ Stroud being at the head of you know I'm well you know when I say their class, I'm speaking like you know this, this draft class coming up. Yeah. Um, not talking about like the quarterbacks that came out last year stuff, but. Since they've been in college, it's it's been them too. Kind of like how, kind of like, uh, uh, what we saw with um Fields and Trevor Lawrence. It's yeah. like it's really since high school. It's like these two quarterbacks we talking about get to college. All right, these two quarterbacks we talking about Heisman contender, national championship, whatever. Then all of a sudden come draft time, it's it sounds like you said Will Levis, Anthony Richardson. It's like <laughs> we, I mean, unless you really follow the sport, it's like you don't be hearing about these guys during the season. Then all of a sudden come draft time, it's like oh yeah, I. Anthony Richardson might be the first quarterback taken. It's like, like, where did that even come from? So, man, back to your question. I, I think Bryce, I think at the end of the day, once they come close to draft time, Bryce is going to go number one. Um, I think. I was going to say, because you got the order is Chicago, Houston, Arizona, Indianapolis. That's the order. Yeah, so Chicago, yeah, Chicago don't need a quarterback. They ain't getting a quarterback. They either getting one of them, one of them. Uh, I think they either going to get Will Anderson from Bam or the boy from Georgia, Jalen Carter. But they don't need a quarterback, so they might end up trading out of there. They, they, I, I, if I was Chicago, I'd do that. I'd trade out of there to try and get me a player or some more picks or something because that second pick is going to hold some weight with guys like Bryce Young and Stroud up there. Um, but, yeah, I don't think I, – I can't even say I don't think Houston going to mess it up, man. We don't see some teams mess it up before, like with that D.Y. draft. You couldn't have paid me enough money to, to – man, somebody would told me Mitch Trubisky had paid before Deshaun Watson, like – Nah, but it happened, so I, I ain't gonna never say never. But I think Bryce Young need to go first. Him and Stroud need to be one and two, and then I mean after that it's a toss up, honestly. But one and two need to be Bryce Young and CJ Stroud. Anything other than that, man, teams is just, just overthinking, man. Because I mean, Will Levis in the same conference as Bryce Young faced lesser schedules than Bryce Young and didn't dominate like Bryce Young did. So I don't know where that's. That's coming from. That's a project you just have from. Same with Anthony Richardson. Like, come like these is three of the guys come from the same conference. Only one of them dominated. Like, I don't even know what the conversation is. So, 
Yeah, I don't know, man. That, it, yeah, draft time, man. It, these guys be throwing me off come draft time. So the question is, well, because Houston's going to – I think Houston's going to take a quarterback at two. Yeah. But we've also been hearing a lot of talks about Indy at four wanting a quarterback as well. So the question is, if it stays like this, if somebody, if nobody comes up in the draft, maybe the Ve- Las Vegas maybe wants to come up. I don't know, especially with how they dealt with Derek Carr at the end of this year. Atlanta, Carolina, a lot of teams up there need a quarterback. A lot of teams right. need a quarterback. How does it go down? Where does CJ end up? Where does um, where does our guy? Um, I was about to say CJ. Sorry, where does Bryce end up? It's gonna be interesting to watch. Uh, let's see here. We're gonna kind of go into the NFL real quick. We're going to do these two topics, then we're going to kind of go through the NFL playoffs. Kind of quickly, I know it's absolutely getting kind of long winded here. Um, Brady, Brady Dunn, Tom Brady. This was this his last year? The NFL. I, I pray to God he is. I'm tired. Of, I mean, I'm tired of seeing Tom Brady out there. I'm tired of seeing. Brady. First off, I'm tired of seeing Brady out there. Second off, we done seen a man lose his family behind his behind his football season and ain't even do nothing. So. I was feeling kind of bad for him in that sense. Like, man, we didn't – the whole country just watched you go through a whole divorce with your wife because you didn't even want to step away from the game. Um, but, yeah, man, Brady, bro, Brady need to hang it up. Brady need to hang it up. Because at this point, it's like he got nothing else to gain. He pretty much the football goat in everybody's eyes. He was the best quarterback of all time in everybody's eyes. You got the rings. Um, so, it's like – even if he would have won this year, it's, it's like, what is one more Super Bowl doing for the legacy of Tom Brady? Like, even now, it's, it's like, dude, you 45 playing the NFL. Like, like we get it. You Like, <laughs> I, like the point has been proven. So, I, I don't understand why he's still sticking around. I thought that fire would have been left him. I mean, like, it sounds crazy even coming out of my mouth. We talking about a 45-year-old playing in a, in a National Football League. But, yeah, man, I think – so. Now to answer your question, I don't think he's done. I don't think he's going out the the way this this getting blown out by the Cowboys like that at home. I yeah, Brady, I, I don't think he's going like that. Um, so yeah, I don't think he's gonna be back in Tampa Bay next year. And they done fired Boyd Byron Leftwich. Um, so I think he, I don't know, man. That 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 Vegas move might be the move, man, because it's Vegas. I mean, you going out there with the best receiver in the league and Devontae. Um. Ooh. They got weapons out there, man. They got Devontae, Renfro, Waller. Um, I don't think Josh Jacobs is coming back because he he just he had that rushing title this past year. Um, and I don't think they extended him. That's a whole another conversation. But yeah, man, I, I I don't think Brady done. Like I said, that's if he would have made a little deep playoff run, maybe got to the Super Bowl and lost, or maybe you know conference championship and lost. But getting bounced in the first round, getting blown out like that at home by the Cowboys. Yeah, I, I don't think that's how you want to be. Uh, yeah, I, I don't think that wants to be, you know, I, I don't think he wants that to be our last memory of Brady on the football field. Is is And really, it'd be even worse because it's like he got blew out this year and got sent home packing last year by the Rams at home. So that will be like everybody's lasting, you know, memory of Tom Brady is like, well, damn, these last two years he got sent home, you know, first round of the playoffs. So, yeah, yeah, that was long winded, but nah, yeah, I don't think Brady going to be going nowhere. That's crazy. We're going to see where that ends up landing and where he ends up going next if he does continue. Aaron Rodgers, is he done? Does he take another year? I don't think he's coming back to Green Bay. I don't think he's coming back to Green Bay, man, but Aaron Rodgers needs to watch what he's saying in his media because you coming out saying, yeah, I think I can win MVP somewhere else. And, you know, guys are like, well, why MVP on his mind instead of the Super Bowl? I don't know if too many teams going to be keen on, on bringing that, you know, kind of energy into your organization. And kind of how we saw just with his, um, I mean, 
body language, how he was talking in the interviews, um, just all that this past season, how he was dealing with his young receivers. And yeah. he was, you know, kind of throwing them under the bus early in the year, saying, you know, guys running the wrong routes. And, oh, if guys know what they're doing, we need to play him. Like, I, you don't want to bring that into your organization and unless you know, you know, it's going to pay off at the end. Um, so, I mean, I don't think Aaron Rodgers is going to be sitting at home on the couch this year. Um, I think it's probably going to take a minute uh, for him to, to, to find a new home because he, he probably going to have to come out and show – you know, he turned over a new leaf. He, you know, I'm a team guy. You know, all that stuff is going to go. Um, so, yeah, I, I don't think he's going to be retiring or nothing, but it's going to be interesting to see where he where he's playing next year because, like I said, this, he, these past couple of years, just how he's been acting in, in the media and, and towards the teammates and stuff, I don't think too many guys want to play with, with a guy like that, especially at quarterback. He's supposed to be face of the team, leader of the team, all that. So. And at, um, this, yeah. and at this age, too, like, you kind of yeah, like, come on, man. Yeah, you're supposed to be past all that. Like, come on, no. It's like, this is who that guy is, right? Like, yeah, that, thank you. Yeah, there's no change in that. Exactly, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Right. So, last but not least, Thomas, I'm just going to go through. I'm going to give, like, a quick little summary of what I've seen. And then, then I will present the game for this week. And I just need your answer. Who you think wins and, like, why? So, we saw the uh, Trevor Lawrence overcoming. You know, all coaches are going to use this for the beginning of time. Throw all the interceptions, still come back and win the yeah. game. Be resilient. So you got Bills versus Chiefs this week. Who you got? I'm not Bills. Oh my gosh, Jaguars versus the uh, Chiefs this week. Who you got? I got um I got the Chiefs um just because uh first of all I think the crowd's going to be turned up because what Trevor said in the media talking about she think Jacksonville Stadium just as loud as Arrowhead. Oh, you know, that. Arrowhead is notoriously, you know, loud, going to play all the time. So I just think, yeah, it's, it's, it's going to be crazy in there. So it's going to be tough for my offense. And um, I think Mahomes is kind of uh, – I think Mahomes is, you know, kind of going to take that – I don't want to say take it take it personal, as in, like, anybody saying Trevor Lawrence is better than him, but just kind of like a certain your dominance type of thing. Like, you know, you got a young up-and-coming quarterback in the league, you know, kind of the golden boy type thing. So, you know, I, th- I think Mahomes is kind of going to be one to assert his dominance. Um, and, you know, let, you know, remind people he's still that, you know, that guy, he's still the best quarterback in the league. So, yeah, I, I got the Chiefs taking that one. Okay. Moving forward, we got – I'm going to go ahead and go with the Chiefs as well. You got Bengals versus the Bills. The battle of the guys. Joe Burrow, you got Josh Allen. You got Diggs that will be out there. You got Jamar Chase that will be out there. The Stars will be out in this one. I need to figure out which way – when this game is. Is that on Saturday or is that on Sunday? Nah, Sunday, 3 o'clock. Well, that boy Thomas know it. <laughs> yeah, no, I got, I got pulled up. I ain't gonna, I ain't gonna act like I'm dumb like that. I I say, he didn't even look to the left or to the right. <laughs> <laughs> so who you got, Thomas? Uh, Bengals Bills, boy, that's, whew. yeah, that that's probably the toughest one I got to pick from right there, man. Cause, ooh, man, yeah, that's yeah, that's probably the most that's probably the most even matchup to me right there. Um, who at home? I think the Bills at home. Ooh, yeah, they're gonna be playing in that cold. Oh, they advance so they be home sitting at home watching the next round. Oh, that is tough, bro. I I gotta say, man, I think the I'm going with the Bengals, man. I'm going with the Bengals. Oh. I think the Bengals, I think the Bengals on the mission this year. I think they, they saw how close they got came to it last year, got to the Super Bowl. Um, you know, ended up coming up short. And I think last week that game against the Ravens was kind of a wake up call. Yeah. Um, they got blessed with that with that ninety-some yard fumble, uh, you know, return for a touchdown. 
Um, but I think that kind of that was kind of the game right there. There's like, all right, we're slipping. They almost, you know, they almost they almost put us out. They almost sent us home. So I think now they're probably gonna come into Buffalo a little more locked in. Um and uh I mean it, it's 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 gonna come down to quarterback play at the end of the day. If Josh Allen coming to play, man, I don't know, it's gonna be tough, but I don't know, Joe. Joe Burrow, man, that's my guy, man. It's uh, it's it's hard to bet against him and my boy Chase out there. They're my guys. Hey, that's what I'm thinking. It's like I think as much as we've seen with Josh, I we know he's a physical specimen and stuff. You bet against that Joe Burrow, you're a ball man. You're a ball man. Bet against him. I like, I love Diggs and all, but I I gotta roll with Joe B. I, Joe B. Hey, hey, that's that's a different type of dude. And we seen, we watched him develop. We saw him at LSU. We saw him just like. Huh. That brother there, whenever there's all on the line, he plays his absolute best. Yeah, I mean, even last year we seen him walk in the in the uh, Kansas City and beat Mahomes to get to. So it's like, yeah, we done seen him do it now. So that's not like, hey, I, yeah, I, I think I got to ride with the Bengals on that one. No easy routes for Joe Burrow. It's gonna be crazy. Look forward to seeing Dan Diggs' Instagram post. It's gonna be dope. Diggs is a different, yeah. very interesting. NFC leash. You got the Giants. You got the Eagles. <laughs> who who you got? And I got the Eagles. I got the Eagles in that one. Um, I mean, I, I it'll it'll definitely be a close one because I mean, you talking about two, you know, divisional opponents. They done already played each other twice this year. Yeah. Um, so it's yeah, this this really this third game is kind of where you get into that like like chess match type of ball game because I mean, after two games of football, man, you pretty like, each side they 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 know what each other you know they they know what they're coming to do. So it's just about who's gonna go out there and stop it. Um, but I think I, I think it'll be probably a little closer than people are predicted it to be just because, I mean, you got the Giants coming off who just played against my Vikings last week. So, I mean, it's it's kind of – they're, they're still kind of on that normal season schedule. Yeah. Of, you know, it's just, it's just like it's another week type of deal um, where the Eagles, you got Hurts coming off an injury. Um, you know, they ain't played in about a week or two because, you know, they, they had the first round buying and stuff. So, guys going to have to kind of get their legs back. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it, it I, I think it's definitely going to be a close one, like I said, because of those reasons and because it's a – divisional matchup um and just because it's the playoffs i mean you know nobody trying to get sent home um but yeah i i gotta go with the eagles and that one the eagles and last but not least you got the cowboys versus the san francisco 49ers you got the san francisco third string quarterback out there uh who did not expect that they would be entering the playoffs with him under center you got him you got the dallas cowboys y'all know about them cowboys those fans are everywhere but it just feels like the Cowboys find a way to disappoint you when it matters the most. Who you got this one? I'm going with the 49ers, man. I, I like what I saw um, last week against the Seahawks. Um, and I was kind of – I, th- I think it was a rainy game. So, you know how them rainy games are. It's, it's you know, not, not always, um, you know, ideal conditions and situations and stuff. Um, but, yeah, I mean, they, they, they you know, fought through that adversity ended up beating the Seahawks. Um, so, but, yeah, man, I just, I just think the – that man, that 49ers defense is crazy, man. That defense is crazy. So the top, I mean, the Cowboys gonna really have to come out on one if they wanna um just be able to, to, to put points up on that defense all day. But I just think that that style of ball the 49ers play, they they physical, they can run the ball with McCaffrey, Debo. Um, they can also throw the ball. I mean, they got weapons out wide. You put Debo back out wide, you got Brandon Ayuk out there. Um, but yeah, when when you when you uh can run the ball that well. Um, you know, then, then, then that opens it up for the play action. Um, and you just got the, you know, you just got the ball in your hands more as an office in general. Usually, when that time of possession battle, so that mixed with, you know, uh, you know, arguably the best defense in the league. I mean, they got a great pass rush down there with Bosa. Um, 
I think uh, Ken Law is, is, is just starting to kind of get his legs back. I think he was hurt majority of the season, but just came back these past couple weeks. Um, so, yeah, man, they, they I, I think they're getting back to full health over there in San Francisco. But, yeah, that 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 defense is serious, man. Like I said, the Cowboys are going to have to come out playing at their full potential if they want to hang with the 49ers. But, yeah, if they, if they don't come out firing, man, I, I don't think that's going to be a close game. I think the 49ers are going to come out there and beat up on them. They got them out at home, too. Um, so, yeah, man, I, I got to go to the 49ers and that So the question is, will the Cowboys do what the Cowboys do? Will they show up to play in this game? And have a game like none other because that's what they're going to need to survive. Should be yeah. to watch. But Thomas, I think that is it. I think we done ran through it all, my brother. It's been y'all. Yeah. That was that. I, like I said, we it just has been a while since we had recorded one. So I was like, Thomas, let's just kind of throw them all out there. So yeah. See. So yeah. Hope, hopefully you all agree, disagree with us, whatever it is. Just put in the comments on Instagram. We'll we'll, we'll comment back. If y'all say enough, we'll comment some back on the right. next. One. Don't know when we'll be back on here again, Thomas. But uh, until then, yeah, you know, yeah, you know, once football season in, it'd be like, you know, it, it really don't be nothing going on, but then for them headlines and hot topics and stuff. I'll tell you, worst case scenario, we will be back on here by the Super Bowl. We will be back. back on here yeah, by I'm, I'm getting this thing. I play the Super Bowl. Yeah, you ain't lying. Yeah, yeah so we'll still, we'll still be back on by the Super Bowl, and obviously, uh, once combine time and all that comes around. But that's all I got, Thomas. Thomas, got anything else? No, nah, man. No, nah, yeah, I'm hey. As a hell of a football season, though, I'm saying it went by quick. It went by quick, man. But no, nah, that, yeah, that's it for me. I'm, I'm glad we back moving, back moving yes. the groove. Yes, sir. Appreciate you coming on. That's all we got for this sir. week. Peace. Tell me what the bank says And I think that the roll it gon' hit harder with the gold face And shorty bad, she don't need no man and she okay I'm on his ass, bullets coming fast if he owe me I'm on it, I seek it, you got it, beat it She gon' hear my soul bleed on the beat We can't hide it, we been slaying nine in the street When my niggas dying about me, screaming murder, throwing them beats Take it to another level, follow you, breathe